Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. And it's a good week. It's a good week. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great start to your day, to your morning, to your week, to your evening, whenever time that you're listening to this episode. I am excited for this episode because we're going to be talking about godly friendships, which um, are under attack, I would say. Definitely under attack. And um, I, I, I definitely am someone who has underestimated the power of friendship. That sounds so corny, but it's it's real. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, God has really been reminding me uh more recently in my life and yeah i'm excited for this episode so i hope you guys truly have been okay you know i know there's a lot going on in the world um you know things with israel and palestine um and i mean not to mention anything that could be going on in your personal life uh there's a lot of pain there's a lot of grief there's a lot of suffering right now um and i and i think that it's necessary for us to start off this episode with some level of prayer and um, that's exactly what we're going to do. So let's pray. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity you've given us. Another week, Lord, that I can get behind this mic. Um, another week that whomever is listening can listen. Um, and I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. And I just want to take this time to pray for those that are suffering, pray for those that are um, just in pain, God. Maybe, you know, they're literally, you know, being attacked or they're literally suffering because, you know, of, uh, of oppression or tragedy. Uh, or maybe, you know, there's just things going on in their life, oh God, that, you know, maybe uh, a loved one has passed or maybe they're sick or whatever it might be, oh God. And, um, but I just pray that you just be the comforter of this world, that you be the comforter of us, um, that you bless us and you touch us, that you deliver us, oh God, that you heal us, Lord, um, and that your power just truly be on display, your righteousness be on display, your love be on display in our lives, oh God. And you know, as we talk about friendship as well, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you help us to really open our hearts and our minds and our ears to whatever it is that you have to say today, oh God. And I pray, Lord, that you help us to truly understand the power of friendship, uh, the purpose of friendship, oh God, um, and that you bless us because a lot of us that we want those godly friendships and we want those groups and all that different stuff and we don't have them. But we're praying for him. And I, and I do pray that, you know, even as we go about this episode, I know there's a lot of people feeling lonely. Um, but I pray, Lord, that any any feeling of loneliness that people have right now, oh, God, um, that you just bless them with a godly community and godly friends, core friends that they can have, oh, God, that they can grow with, um, that um, they can just um, become more like Christ with Lord and be challenged with Lord. So let's have a great episode, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Yeah, I really do hope that you guys have been good. Um, I'm excited for this episode. Before we get to the actual, you know, lesson and everything like that, of course, I have to I have to have my fair share of announcements. First and foremost, November, we talked about it, I think a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how in November, um, we we're going to be having our first men's month. So most of the content that we will be publishing will be geared towards feeding the men. That's not to say that, you know, no women can take from anything that we're going to be talking about. But 
Um, it's been put on our hearts to do something for the men, you know, men struggling with mental health, men struggling with their spiritual growth, whatever it might be. Uh, we see it fit that we need to make sure that we are redefining manhood, that we are reestablishing the definition of manhood given to us from a biblical standpoint. There are a lot of definitions that are circulating in this world, and many of them do not have anything to do with the Bible. And I think that we are all suffering from the consequences of that, um, women and men alike um, and yeah, we want to we, we want to address some of these topics and we're hoping that we can create a space for men that are, you know, that love the Lord or that are interested in, in serving the Lord to really be able to have, you know, certain deep discussions. We're also going to be planning a virtual event as well, uh, which we'll uh, announce more on the details for that later for us men to come together, talk about different topics that we need to talk about um, for the sake of our edification and for us to be more like Christ um, and, and be be godly men. In, in this day and age, which, you know, is not is not easy at all. So um, hope you guys can really show your support. I hope the hope the guys can come out to that virtual event once I give more information. Um, and I'm really excited for the month of November. Um, and also, I have not made this announcement in so long, but, you know, because because really because you guys really blessed us last time and you guys have been blessing us and you guys have been so faithful. But, you know, I, I definitely forgot that I need to make sure that I'm soliciting donations on this on this podcast. That's how you know you guys have been good. But nevertheless, you know, if you feel it on your heart, um, whether it be, you know, now or later, whatever it might be. Um, anytime throughout this episode and you would like to donate to our ministry, we are a 501c3 nonprofit here in California um, and we can absolutely use um, your contributions. If you would like to become a monthly donor, that was that would be amazing because then we'd have to we, we'd be able to know and on a consistent basis the things that we can afford and the projects that we can run or that we have the funding for. You guys have been so faithful. Um, and I just want to encourage you all, like, you know, if you can continue that faithfulness with us, God has been using um, this this platform. God has been using this podcast. God has been using um, so many of the channels that we have in order to edify people like yourself or people that, you know, um, and there's a bill. And God has been faithful to provide for us. And I know that he will continue to do so. And if you believe that he has put on your heart to be the vessel through which he wants to provide for us, then please go to www.unassociated.com slash donate. Um, become a monthly donor or donate one time of any amount. And that would truly be a great contribution, a meaningful contribution to this ministry, because that's how we operate. Right. We operate, of course, through the Holy Spirit um, and through, you know, funds <laughs> so i'd appreciate that uh, and once again thank you all for thank you all f um, that have been donating that have been monthly donors um it truly has been a blessing and you know uh we, we we've been been able to be using those funds for for god's work you know and, and guess what man that next poetry jam is coming up um we have a date you know what i'm saying um, we're going to do it at the top of February. So get things in order, you know, whether you, whether you got to hop on a plane, whether you got to find an Airbnb, whatever you got to do, uh, you know, we're, we're coming back with our seventh poetry jam top of next year, top of February. So, you know, we, we got plans in motion, man. So, um, yeah, I appreciate y'all. And I think that's everything. I mean, last, last thing I wanted to say, I know I'm kind of taking up time, but, um, God has been good. You know, I, I've started my first, uh, my first week on my new job. Um, God has been good. God has been faithful, man. I really do love this job. And um, I'm just so thankful for how he has truly brought me to this point in my life. When I tell you, man, it has been a long journey. 
Um, so I just wanted to give God the glory for that real quick. You know, like, and I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a UX designer and it's been a long journey to get here. It is a very competitive, you know, uh, space right now. It is not easy to get a job. I know that there are people that are more qualified than me that are looking and trying to figure things out. But God's favor has been upon me. Um, and for anybody who's looking for a job, anybody who's looking for that next thing, when I tell you my God is a provider, I know how it feels. I I, I really do. And I don't just say that to, to just sound good, but I genuinely know how it feels. I know how hopeless it feels. Uh, trust me, <laughs> my search I just know that it was God because of the way that he he's been doing things. So um, keep at it. You know what I'm saying? Keep being faithful. Keep praying. And God's going to bless you. So with that being said, I give him glory to God. I've solicited donations. I talked about men's month and now we're going to get to the actual episode. All right. Sorry for taking up too much time. But nevertheless, um, I'm going to take my time with this episode because friendship is very important. Um, and I think that we have gotten away from actually valuing friendships in our lives. And I'll be the first one to admit I'm someone who is a very, you know, work oriented, goal oriented person. Um, I took this leadership, uh, it's like a leadership, um, a personality test. And it told me that, you know, I'm very task oriented and I need to work on my relationships because that's not good. Uh, really chewed me out, really convicted me. And I and I can't even, you know, I can't even act like God has not been putting it on my heart um, and convicting me and realizing that I do not value friendship enough. I value people. I really do. And I love people. I really do. But I have been distracted um, for a long time and God has been convicting me. Um, I have been confused and thinking that this life is about success and progress and productivity. And in doing so, I have lost sight of truly what is the meaning of ministry and truly what God has me on this planet to do. Um, and and I, I have lost sight of friendship. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter two to start off this conversation. Right. Genesis chapter two. God, of course, is creating Adam and Eve. Um, verse 18, we're going to start here. And it says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him out of the ground. Um, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. All right. We've read this story. We know this story. You know, God created Eve from Adam's rib and all that different stuff. And, you know, the first part of that passage that I just read was that God said that it is not good for man to be alone. That is the number one phrase that a lot of us men of God are saying whenever it's time for us to get married. You know, a lot of us use that in the context of marriage. And as we should, we should use it in the context of marriage. Right. God said that it's not good for man to be alone. Then he created Eve. Eve was Adam's wife. And, and you know, they have that relationship there. They have that covenant, you know, there. Marriage is so important. But I would go as far to say that not only was it important for Adam to have Eve, but you have to understand that after that, God tells him to be fruitful and multiply. 
right? So it, it's not just, I, I don't think that when, when, when God is talking about it's not good for man to be alone, it's just talking about exclusively, you know, we should talk about that in the context of marriage, but we should also talk about that in the context of having community and friendship because the world would be populated by this relationship. God didn't want to stop with just Adam and Eve. That's why he gave them reproductive capabilities. He told them to be fruitful and multiply. He wanted the entire world to be filled with humans. Because it's not good for man to be alone. Not just in the context of marriage, but also in the context of everything, community and friendships. And the point of this episode, I want to be very clear. You know, I'm taking this teaching class <laughs> in a <laughs> seminary. And they said that, like, so many people don't actually remember sermons. They just remember, like, one little point, you know, if you really just hit the hammer. So I, I, I'm going to try. Maybe I'll try to, like, just very just tell you the point of every episode clearly just just right there. And you can write that down somewhere. And, you know, that that's going to be what you remember. The point of this episode is that godly friendships are the most important thing in your life besides Christ. And it is worth fighting for them. They are worth fighting for. Godly friendships, I'm going to say it again, godly friendships are the most important thing in your life besides Christ. And they are worth fighting for. I know, I know, and I'm going to talk about this in a bit. We live in a culture of self-centeredness that tells us that it's all about us. And if anything is not serving us and if anything is not making us happy, then cut it off. When I tell you, man, that that when we have that and when we adopt that mindset in the things of God, when we adopt that mindset, we will more than likely walk away from relationships that God wants us to be in. We will. Know, and I'm not talking about romantic relations. I'm talking about friendships. We will walk away from friendships that God wants us to be in. We'll walk away from communities where God wants us to be in because this entire life is not about your happiness. This entire life truly is about love. And sometimes love endures the suffering. Sometimes love endures the heartache. Sometimes love endures and sacrifices and, 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 and forgives. And, and then it grows from the, the, the adversity. It grows from the, the arguments. It grows from all these different things. But instead, you know, we live in a culture where it's just like if it's not serving you, and it's not giving you pleasure, cut it off. And if it is giving you pleasure, invite it in. And I don't even have to talk about how that lifestyle can lead to a lifestyle of sin and separation from the Lord. But that's the point of this episode. Godly friendships are the most important thing in your life besides God. And that would include marriage too, by the way. And they are worth fighting for. God said it's not good for man to be alone. I don't believe that that context is ex the, the context that we can use. That saying is exclusive to marriage. I think that you can use it when it comes to friendships as well, because friendships are very important. And I'll give you two reasons why. Reason number one. Friendship is a channel through which we fulfill the commandment to love our neighbor. It's a channel through which we can demonstrate the highest and purest form of love. Because in John chapter 15, verse 13 Jesus said that there is no greater love than a man that's laying down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what Jesus did to us. Because friendship is what it's all about. 
But sometimes we don't think that that's what it's all about. We get tied up in life and we think that life is about our job and life is about the money that we make and the success we create. And even in ministry, we think that ministry is about the organization. It's about the congregation numbers or it's about modernizing the church in order to get more members in and whatever it might be. And all those things are very important. But what I'm trying to tell you today is that they are not as important as friendship. All of these things should be working together for the good of our friendships. But I'm guilty of being the person that's so focused on productivity, so focused on organization, so focused on promotions and execution that I've even lost sight. That everything that we're doing, whether it be ministry, whether it be work, whether it be school, everything should tie back to demonstrating the love of God to other people. And friendships is a perfect way to do that. And friendship is more valuable than all these other things that we tend to be chasing in life. God did not create humanity so we can just do work for him. God created humanity out of the abundance of his love. That's what's so important. The love, the love we share, the love we demonstrate, the love we receive. That is what it all comes down to one day the work will stop one day the money will stop one day all of it will stop and if you read the book of revelations it ends with it just being us and god living forever what's still there there's no work there's no money there's no job there's just love giving receiving basking in love and honestly, that's really the point that Apostle Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 13. Let's go to it. Let's go to verse 8. He says, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is part will be done away with. What was Apostle Paul saying here? He just got done talking about spiritual gifts and he recognizes that the Corinthians, they were so obsessed with gathering all these, collecting all these spiritual gifts like their infinity stones and using them to serve God and all that different stuff. They were so hungry for these spiritual gifts, but Apostle had to remind them that it all comes down to love. You can have all these spiritual gifts, but if you don't have love, then, then, then none of it matters because love is, is the real essence of it all. Love is the focal point of it all. Love never ends. Love never fails. But he says the prophecies, they're going to fail. The, the tongues, they're going to cease. The knowledge is going to vanish away. Really to say that for the prophecies with the tongues and the knowledge, they will come to an end. At some point, they will no longer be needed. They will no longer serve a purpose. All of that will pass away. But what will stand, what will never fail, what will never end is love. What is the need for prophecies when we're in eternity with God? What is the need for speaking in tongues? What is the need for having this gift of knowledge of God when we all have this complete knowledge of God? But that love, the love that we share, the love that we have, 
the love that we receive that will last forever everything else that we think matters on this planet will come to an end but love will remain love is eternal your friendships with your brothers and sisters in christ are eternal there are people that i know today that are christian and by god's grace we're gonna die that way understand i get to know them forever i'm knowing them forever forever when we cry when a loved one dies or when a friend dies but we know that they're in the lord we can cry because we miss them but the reality is one day we're going to see them again and for that reason man we don't have to cry like those in the world would cry the love that we have, the relationship that we have, the friendship that we have is never going to end. And if that does not communicate the true value of this friendship, of our friendships, of the love that we share, then I don't know what would. But I got more. Reason number two why friendships are so important. So let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter four. Verse 12. Um, sorry, verse 9, 2.12. Verse 9 says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Verse 11, excuse me. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Friendships make us better. Friendships make us more equipped. Friendships make us stronger. You see in this passage, Ecclesiastes, and throughout the book, we have a lot of good wisdom on how to navigate the world. Two is better than one. That's what he tells us. And then, you know, he tells us all these different things about, you know, it's going to help you in your work. It's going to help you, you know, in, in overcoming battles. It's going to help you in keeping warm. All these different practical situations. But let me tell you, man, two is better than one, not only in the practical challenges that we face in life. Two is better than one, even for us being able to battle against spiritual warfare. It, 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 it's better than one for the sake of us overcoming the spiritual trials of this life two is better than one proverbs 27 verse 17 talks about how iron sharpens iron when we are in godly friendships there is a mutual equipping that's going on when we are together when we have friendships we are more suited to overcome the trials of this life To make this point, let's take a step back. Let's talk about how the fact that Jesus, he came to this earth. He preached, he died, he rose again, and he transcended. And then he gave us all these instructions to follow him. But he didn't stop there, right? A really important thing that Jesus did was that he established the church. Jesus established the church. Why did Jesus establish the church? 
I mean, he gave us the instruction. He preached to us. He atoned for our sins. Isn't the job done? All right, now I just got to work out my salvation alone and I'll handle my business and I'll make sure I follow him. No, 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 no. Jesus established the church. He said, on this rock, I shall build my church. Why did he establish the church? What was the meaning for Jesus establishing the church? And, you know, side note, everybody that's talking about how they don't need to go to church, they don't need a church. But I'm telling you, man, even when you say that, you don't recognize that you're essentially going against the judgment of Jesus Christ. Because then you're telling him that he didn't even need to do that. He didn't even need to establish a church. Obviously, Jesus established the church for a reason. What was the reason why he did that? To understand the reason why he did that, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. And if you've been listening to this podcast for the past six months or whatever, you know why he established the church. You know where I'm going with this. And we're going to read Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 11 um, to verse 16. Verse 11 says, And he himself, talking about God, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints. For the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ. Verse 14, that we should no longer, mark this part, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But... Speaking the truth in love, speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Why did Christ establish the church? For the equipping and the edifying of his children. Equipping us so we can stand against the deception of the enemy and edifying us in love. There is a purpose. There is a function of the church. There is a function of community. There is a function of friendship. We need the church, just like we need godly family, just like we need godly friendships. And out of these relationships, we are equipped and we are edified and we are loved. Just like just like God looked at Adam and said that it is not good for man to be alone. Jesus looked at his sheep and said it is not good for them to be alone. God created um Eve for Adam and Jesus created the church for us. Jesus created godly friendships for us because we all need godly friendships. We need friendships to where we can confess to them. We can ask for prayer. We can study the word of God with them. We can fast with them. We can grieve with them. We can celebrate with them. We need godly friendships. Please don't think that you don't need godly friendships. Please don't think that. Please don't think that. And I don't think that a lot of us do think that, thankfully. I think the real issue is that we really want it and we're praying for it, but we haven't found it. And I, I truly do understand, but God is a great provider, man, I tell you. Coming out of college, I um, I had, I had my network. I had my guys in college. 
my roommates, Jonathan, Isaiah. We were we were we were good. We're we're very close to this day. I had BCM. I had you know Black Christian Ministries. I had Inner Varsity. I, you know I had my people, my believers that I was hanging out with. COVID hit, you know, and I graduated college. I don't even have a social life at that point. I'm like, man, where where am I gonna find friends? And honestly, man, it was bad. And I was just asking God, God, I don't I don't even know if I was I was praying for godly relationship. Golly, golly friendships particular, but I was definitely praying like, God, you know, I need a social life. <laughs> and lo and behold, man, like God gave me my cousins, you know, like God gave me, um, don't get me wrong. I got like a lot of friends, shout out squad, but you know, I, God gave me Abraham. God gave me Franklin. God gave me Chebuka. God gave me Ike. God gave me Tommy. God gave me Stacy. God gave, I mean, I've been had Stacy, <laughs> but like God gave me, um, my men's Bible study, like God gave me that God answered the prayer. I have a, like God gave me the team of unassociated. Like when I tell you God, not only answered the prayer, but he gave me even more than, than I, than I could ask for more than I need. And it just came so organically. I mean, we grew up together, but at the same time, you know, you grow up together. I don't mean that you always stay connected like that. We, we've been, but we, but we here, man, we here with it. And, and it's a real blessing. And um, the same way that God provided for me, he will provide for you in Jesus name. He didn't provide it right away, but that doesn't mean that he didn't provide it. Um, so keep on praying and keep on, you know, being being optimistic because God hears you and he wants you to have godly friendship. So you are praying according to his will. And if you know that you're praying according to his will, then you should know that you have it. But here's this point that I want to make. After we are understanding, after we have understood the power and the the purpose of friendship, then we should also be able to recognize that if the power and the purpose of friendship are, are all surrounding God and his love, we are going to have the enemy fight against our friendships. The enemy, the world, the devil himself and your flesh. Cause I'm telling you that the enemy recognizes this purpose and power of friendship. The devil sees that your godly friendships, you know, demonstrate God's love. They're a vessel for his glory and his love to shine. The devil sees that iron sharpens iron so you can withstand his onslaught. So of course he's going to be in the business of destroying your friendships. And of course, your flesh is going to be in the business of destroying your fr your friendships. Your ego is going to get in the way. Tell, I'm trying to tell you, man, the enemy is not only after marriages, man. Like we know that the enemy be trying to tear marriages apart. Look at look at the state of, of marriage in our world today. What I'm telling you is don't sleep on friendships. The devil's trying to destroy friendships, too. You probably wondering, man, how we fall off like that? Oh, man, how come I lashed out like that? How come I was so irritated like that? Man, I'm trying to tell you the devil is after godly friendships. It's a fact. Of course he is. He's attacking marriages. He's attacking communities. He's attacking churches. He's attacking friendships. He's attacking families because they all are channels through which God works to demonstrate his love to bless others, to comfort others. And don't forget about your ego. 
And don't forget about the the world around us because, man, the world around us is now developing this culture of self-centeredness, man. These protect my peace patriots going on talking about, oh, you didn't make me happy. Cut, cut you off. Every argument, cut you off. Every inconvenience, cut you off. Cut you off, cut you off, cut you off, cut you off. Everything. Talking about protecting my peace, protecting my energy. You are isolating yourself. You, you're, you're too weak to stand the devil alone. Don't you understand? Don't, 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 don't get it twisted. <laughs> you're too weak by yourself. I know that, you know, that's, that's going to hurt your ego a little bit, but it's true. And cutting off all of our friendships over the most menial things, the minor inconveniences, we are going down the path that the devil wants us to go down. Isolation. Don't get me wrong. Isolation is not always bad. Sometimes God is the one using isolation to grow on us and work on us. But if the isolation you're in is because of your ego, because of your sinful behavior, because of your grudge, the grudges that you hold on to, man, that's a good sign that it's probably not God that's isolating you. It's sin that's isolating you. It's the devil manipulating your relationships that's isolating you. Because he sees the value in it. The enemy sees the value in the relationships, in the friendships that we have, the godly ones. Enemy sees that iron sharpens iron because we need to be sharpened. And if we're not sharpened, we're just getting rusty. We need friendship. We need it. And, you know, even nowadays, man, people just like, you know, the, the, the culture of networking, you know, the culture of networking is even trying to establish fake friendships in order to gain. You understand what I'm saying? Because we have this mind that all this life is about is gaining for ourselves, our pleasure, our status, our reputation, our power, our pleasure. Genuine friendships are hard to come by nowadays. I'm telling you, man. But we need friendship where it's not about what I can gain, you know, material wise. You are gaining, but you're loving. It's about love. It's about just genuine love, man. <laughs> you know, the enemy is so subtle. It's so subtle. Was trying to get you to isolate yourself. The enemy's not going to come to you and say, hey, you know, isolate yourself and end your friendship so I can get you alone and knock you off that way. So easy, easy money. Instead, the enemy's going to come to you and says, hey, protect your peace, protect your energy. You know, God's inside of you. You don't need to go inside the four walls. You're misunderstood. No one understands you. These people are beneath you. They don't even deserve to have you around. Get money, chase the bag instead. Can't trust nobody. That's what the enemy will tell you. You're going to be thinking you're doing yourself a favor, but really you're just feeding your ego. And really you're just opening yourself up to be even more vulnerable to the attacks of Satan. That's easy pickings, bro. Easy pickings. And I love that the Bible, you know, always calls us like like sheep because there, there's a lot of like there's a lot of analogies you can come up with that like. There's a reason why sheep move in herds, man. And there's a reason why when the enemy comes or the wolf or the predator comes, the tactic is to isolate a sheep. And that's what the devil does with us. He wants to isolate us. It's easier when we isolate. 
more isolated. So, how do we overcome it? How do we maintain these relationships? How do we maintain these godly friendships? I'm going to tell you, humility is a big part of it. Humility is a very big part of it, man. Being able to be corrected, being able to speak and be transparent, being able to be vulnerable, being able to admit when you're wrong for the sake of maintaining relationships. If you don't have humility, I don't think you can have friendships, genuine ones. Prayer. Do understand that the thing that you cannot do, God can do. There are some relationships that, excuse me, all godly relationships are upheld by the power of God. If you feel like, man, this relationship has been so rocky, this friendship has been so rocky, I feel like when they're attacked, I feel like things are really bad, we're not seeing eye to eye, pray to God for help. Please understand that we serve a God that cares about what we care about. The Bible says cast our cares on him. Sometimes we need God to be the mediator and the, the reconciler. The thing that you can't reconcile, pass it on to him and pray that that God, you know, be the foundation of you guys' uh, friendship and that he help you guys to be able to get back to 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 that friendship. We need to always remember and recognize that um, God can also be working through our friendships to make us more like Christ. You know, God works through like the arguments sometimes and he works through um, not seeing eye to eye. He, he works through that. Like, do remember that a big point of this entire life is for us to be more like Christ and we become more like Christ. Just like it says, James chapter one doesn't say being like Christ, but it does said in order for us to be made perfect. We have to let patience have his perfect work. We have to endure the trials and tribulations that come in life. And sometimes trials and tribulations come through our friendships. And when we endure it, because love endures, I forgot what verse that is, but it does. I think it's, in, I forgot, I forgot. Love endures all things. When we endure it, we become more like Christ. When we forgive, we become more like Christ. When we let go of grudges, we become more like Christ. When we demonstrate love to people, even after they have sinned, we become more like Christ. Right? Because that's exactly what he did. Don't make me quote what you know I want to quote right now. And if you know, you know. All right? Let me give that verse a break. <laughs> let me take it easy. <laughs> But recognize that, you know, friendships might not always be perfect. And that's that's fine. Like not is maybe sometimes the person makes you unhappy. That's not always the reason for you to leave the friendship. Sometimes that's, you know, God might want to work through that discomfort or might want to work through that argument in order to make you more like Christ or reveal more about you. And please don't try to end a relationship because somebody corrected you and held you accountable. That's the type of friendships that you really need to care about. Not the ones that are always just telling you that what you're doing is right because they don't want to be judgmental, man. Oh, don't get me started. I'm so tired of our of our um, the culture that we have continued to uphold in my generation that any form of correction is judgment. I'm telling you, the Bible says that the word of God is for correction. 
If we cannot correct, then we cannot call call out then we cannot call out sin. If we cannot call out sin, then we cannot call people to repentance. Jesus told us in the Great Commission, Jesus told I think in Matthew 28, 11, he told us to go and tell the world the things that how to how to obey my commands. How can you tell the world to obey the commands of God without telling them how they are not obeying the commands of God? We have got to humble ourselves, man, and be able to take correction from our friends, able to take correction from our elders, able to take corrections, even if it comes from somebody who we feel like shouldn't be talking, Nathan, (laughs) even if it's a hypocrite, man, if what they're saying is true, according to the word of God, then it's more so heeding to the word of God than it is them. Understand that. That's just a side note. That, that one, that was a side note. I didn't mean to go there, but it, it needed to be said. The last thing I want to say is, man, fight for your friendships. You know, people being saying fight for your marriage, fight for your friendships too, man. Fight for them. They are worth fighting for. I want to just make a note. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 to 24, it says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there... Remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. If there's one verse that I would truly give someone to understand the value that God places on friendships is this one right here. If if this doesn't hit the point home... That God truly cares about your friendship, then I don't know what would. Please fight for your friendships. Please be intentional about your friendships. Please be intentional about not offending your brother and your sister. Please be intentional about about not offending your friends. Please be intentional about keeping peace and, and reconciling. Please be intentional about speaking up and correcting them when it's time to correct them. Please be intentional about being transparent. Please don't lie. Be intentional about being honest. Please be intentional about your godly friendships. God cares about them a lot. God wants you to fight for them. He does not want you to cut them off over every minor inconvenience. That is culture of the world. But we are trying to live our lives according to the word of God. That doesn't mean that everyone is your friend. That doesn't mean that you should always be around everyone. Let let me be very clear. But I would hope that even if it gets to the point of you cutting someone off, let it be something that a a decision that comes from prayer, that comes from uh, meditation on the word, that comes from instruction and being spirit led, not ego led. And please do not get those two things confused. I'm not saying you got to be friends with everybody. But I am saying that those relationships that you have in your life, those godly friendships that you have in your life, and you know the ones that I'm talking about, those ones are worth fighting for. I know that person can piss you off. I know that person has pissed you off. I know that person has done some things that were very uncharacter-like. But I would encourage you, don't be so hasty to drop your godly friendships, but instead fight for them. That's going to take humility. That's going to take prayer. That's going to take fasting. That's going to take a lot of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) But fight for him. Because there is power in friendship and there is purpose in friendship. um, And we need the friendships and the relationships and the godly community, all of it, um, in order to truly give God glory, in order to truly demonstrate his love and receive his love. 
um, and to be equipped to withstand the, the, the trials of this life and, and the onslaught of the, of the devil. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for um, this word, Lord. And I just pray that you just enlighten us and empower us, Lord, to truly see the value in our godly friendships and fight for them, O oh God. Um, Father, I pray, Lord, that you help us to navigate our friendships in ways that mimic Christ, um, that you help us to build each other up, to sharpen each other, um, to gain each other's trust and keep each other's trust, Lord. Father, help us to not betray each other, turn our backs on each other. Help us, Father God, to hold each other accountable as well, O oh God, and help us to be humble enough, Lord Jesus, to continue in our friendships, to take correction, Lord Jesus, um, and to not be so quick to cut off godly friendships. Um, just because our ego is bruised um, or because we are falling into the deception of Satan, Father God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to see the value in the church, to see the value in community, to see the value in family, to see the value in godly friendships, oh God. Um, and to never forget those things, Lord. And I just pray for all of those who do not have these things, Father, that you provide because you are the great provider, Lord. You did it for me, and I know that you will do it for them, oh God. And I pray that in the meantime, for those people that you have in isolation, Father, Lord, that you finish your work in them, the work that you started, finish it to completion, oh God. I pray, Lord, that they be built up to be more like Christ, Father God. And when it's time for them um, to receive their godly friendships and relationships and community and so on and so forth, Lord, that you bless them uh, with those relationships, oh God, that will truly continue to make them uh, more and more like Christ, to challenge them, to push them, to bless them, to support them, um, to educate them, to to just um, walk through life and work out our salvation with them, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And also, God, actually, I pray, Lord, for all of the friendships that are um, in real turmoil. Father, Lord, if that is a friendship that you want to continue, Father, whatever needs to be done, Lord Jesus, let it be done in the mighty name of Jesus. So, so it sees reconciliation, so it sees growth, so it sees continuation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Man, um, that was a lot. That was a lot to cover. That was, that was longer, you know, that was a pretty long episode, but I, I told myself that I wanted to take my time with this episode. Um, it, it was definitely put on my heart this past week to talk about friendship and um, we have our weekly topics and stuff like that. I didn't know what the weekly, uh, I'm sorry, monthly topics. I didn't know what the monthly topic was going to be, but for the rest of the month, we're going to be talking about friendship. All right. So, um, call your friend, tell them you love them. You know what I'm saying? Send them a little Bible verse, send them a little encouragement. Um, and continue to be praying, man, that God blesses you with godly friendship. If you don't have it. And, um, yeah, I love you all. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Let me know if you need anything. Um, yeah, peace out.